1201 Lexington Avenue. It's a boutique on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Small one-room shop, except instead of designer handbags or yoga supplies or jewelry in the window, what they have are pumps and tubing and nipple cream on display. It's called Yummy Mummy, and it's like if someone from Sex in the City opened a breast pump store. It was like that, anyway, until things got crazy there just this month. We are opening a call center. We now have a warehouse in Illinois. We're doubling the number of employees, like within a two-week time frame, doubling the number of employees we have. This massive expansion wasn't the result of some huge advertising campaign. They weren't on Oprah. There wasn't a baby boom on the Upper East Side. What happened was a tiny line in an enormous piece of legislation took effect. The legislation, the Affordable Care Act. The tiny line said insurers must cover the cost of breast pumps. For most people with insurance, that line went into effect this month. At Yummy Mummy, the phones have been ringing ever since. It's a little crazy. Um, And this has been all since January 2nd. Why is it so crazy right now? Like, what is going on? Because... Most people were not eligible for a breast pump under their insurance plan until their plans rolled over in January on January 1st. So come January 2nd, there was all this pent-up demand from people who are waiting to get their breast pump, as well as new moms who are just learning about the, the new law and want to get their breast pump. This is the power of the federal government. One line from a more than 900-page bill has turned the sleepy little shop into the Amazon.com of breast pumps. And we should point out, Zoe, there is no line in this bill for the dry cleaner on the corner of the block or the the fruit market across the street from Yummy Mummy. (laughs) Exactly. And this raises an interesting question. Why breast pumps? We take it for granted that our health insurance will pay for certain life-saving treatments, like certain prescription drugs or medical procedures, and that it won't pay for other things, some stuff that's less medically necessary, a cosmetic surgery or tanning. But there are things in between, these gray areas, things that some people argue insurance should pay for and other people argue it shouldn't, things like breast pumps. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Alex Bloomberg. And I'm Zoe Chase. Today on the show, what happens when something crosses the line from being a boutique healthcare item to a medical necessity? The hidden cost of making something free. So because of this new law back at Yummy Mummy on the Upper East Side, they've turned the back of the store into a warehouse of sorts. The assistant managers there boxing up breast pumps and stacking them. Two of the sales girls have been moved off the floor and now work full-time manning the phones, helping people deal with insurance. I can definitely take all the information right now, call Edna and verify your coverage. The owner, Amanda Cole, who really does look a lot like Carrie from Sex and the City, she spent most of the last couple months trying to get in-network on a major insurance plan, and she succeeded. Now we are a national provider, you know, giving out breast pumps to moms throughout the country. That's a huge change. So... A huge change for the breast pump vendors. And this new tiny line in the legislation is a huge change also for the breast pumpers. The new moms, the people who want breast pumps. Right. I met this one woman, Caroline Shawnee, yummy mummy customer. And she was taking a break from shopping to nurse her baby on the couch in the back. And she already has a breast pump, which she paid for out of pocket. But now? I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it's good to have another one. Why not? So... 
Weird things happen when you take the price out. Why not start a whole collection or upgrade to the deluxe model? And Zoe, as the husband of a woman who's been pumping for essentially the last two years to feed first our son and then our daughter who was born later, I can tell you that some of these pumps get super fancy. They have these different speeds and different actions that simulate different types of babies nursing. And I could get into a whole thing on hind milk versus the... I don't know what that is. Yeah, Yeah, you can really geek out on it. All right. So the thing is, if you don't have to pay for it, this is what it's like. It's like, why not get the nicest one? And the experience of getting a pump right now is really more like filling a prescription at the pharmacy. You just go and get the drugs. You don't shop around for the cheapest pill, the generic. Why would you if you have insurance? And, you know, Zoe, I was talking to my wife about the story and she said, oh, that's fantastic. I can get a free breast pump now. And I was like, well, (laughs) you know, because we talk to economists a lot on the show. And I would say their all time favorite thing to point out is that nothing is free. We're all paying for breast pumps one way or another if we have health insurance. That's right. You can skip the baby gift. You got them a breast pump. This is Catherine Baker, one of our favorite economists, a healthcare economist. And she points out that obviously the breast pumps are not free. They may be free to you, but somebody's paying for them. And it's just not the new mom anymore. It's the insurance company. And the insurance company pays for stuff using premiums. Premiums is what we pay, us policyholders, every month. So if our insurance covers breast pumps, then premiums should go up. Health insurance premiums are driven by how much we spend on health care. So the more things that are covered by health insurance policies, the more premiums have to rise to cover that spending. So what this law does essentially is it takes the cost of a product that used to fall directly on the person using the product, the new mom, and it spreads that cost across a much wider group of people, many of whom might never even use the product. But the people who wrote the law argue it's worth it for all of us to pay a little bit more because breastfeeding is so important and so healthy. So last year, for example, the Surgeon General released this big call to action to promote breastfeeding, basically saying that breastfeeding protects babies from all kinds of infections and diseases and that it's good for moms, too. It results in this decreased risk of certain cancers. And because of all this, the people who support the law say if you make it easier to breastfeed, more women will breastfeed, and it ends up saving us all money in the long run by preventing these health problems. Linda Rosenstock is a professor at the School of Public Health at UCLA, and she chaired the team that recommended this provision to the government. It's the basis of much of the Affordable Care Act is to recognize that if you can prevent a disease or injury before it starts it is virtually always going to save you money than if you have to treat it after the fact. A recent study, a study titled The Burden of Suboptimal Breastfeeding in the United States, a Pediatric Cost Analysis, actually put a number on how much we as a society would save if most new moms breastfed. It says, quote, if 90% of all children were exclusively breastfed during the first six months of life, the United States would save $13 billion per year and prevent an excess of 911 deaths. Okay. (laughs) It's pretty specific for a hypothetical future, isn't it? (laughs) Um, And Catherine Baker, the healthcare economist, she has heard this kind of argument before. People like to make the argument that there are also spillover effects to society, that everyone benefits in some way because of that person's extra healthcare consumption, and therefore we should subsidize either public insurance or private insurance or whatever policy they're advocating for. There's obviously a lot of different situations, and it's dangerous to make a sweeping generalization, but I will do so nonetheless, and that is that really 
very few things can be justified. Very few public insurance expenditures can be justified in terms of overall economic growth or overall well-being in society. They are mostly justified by the benefit that accrues to the individual who gets enrolled in that program and gets that health care. In other words, what she's saying is we're lying to ourselves if we think we're saving money. What we're doing is paying for breast pumps. Now, Catherine Baker believes that that is not a bad thing, paying for breast pumps. She thinks more moms should breastfeed, and she actually believes that it makes sense for all of us to pay money to help that happen. She just thinks that the government is going about it the wrong way. She says if the problem is that poor women can't afford a breast pump, then the simpler and better solution is to help poor women buy breast pumps. But only those women. There's no reason for the rest of us to buy breast pumps for well-off women who'd buy them anyway on their own, say at a boutique store on the Upper East Side. And in fact, if we want to increase the welfare of nursing moms and infants, there's all sorts of things we could do. Why not longer family leaves or subsidized daycare at work? The point is, everything costs money. What's the best way of spending that money? But today, the question is the breast pumps. What's going to happen? And right now, private insurers are still working out the details of what they'll cover and what they won't. Aetna does not currently have a price ceiling. Nothing in the policy specifies any kind of dollar limit on what they will spend. This policy seems unlikely to stay in place for long, but for now... People are getting while they're getting is good. Lots of manufacturers are sold out of certain lines, and a lot of their models are on back order. As always, let us know what you thought of today's show. You can email us, planetmoney at npr.org. You can also find us on our blog, npr.org slash money, or the newly functional planetmoney.com. That is right, planetmoney.com. Type it in. Be amazed. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm Alex Bloomberg. I'm Zoe Chase. Thanks for listening. Planet Money.